Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to Short Tales. For today's episode, rather than a story or conversation, I want to give a quick review of season one of doing this podcast, as this will be my last episode for the year, as well as have a chat about an element of story that I feel like I've grown a greater understanding of over the past year. And finally, let you know what I have planned for the future of this podcast, including an upcoming opportunity to have your story featured here. So, as always, if that feels too self-indulgent for your tastes, fair enough. But if that sounds like your kind of thing, then listen on. Firstly, I've really enjoyed doing short tales. I had the idea for this podcast for a while before finally pulling the pin, mostly because originally I'd thought to try and hire a proper voice actor to do the reading. Eventually, I decided to just lower the bar and read the stories myself, both for cost, but really for sake of ease, and because it meant with that barrier out of the way, I no longer had an excuse to not start the podcast. Reading them myself has been a learning experience, and at times... Pretty frustrating when my voice doesn't sound the way it does in my head, or when I edit and realise just how many damn mouth sounds I make, which luckily you never have to hear thanks to the aforementioned editing. But like any learning, it's also been a ton of fun. It's caused me to think further about how my stories sound, both the voice and tone of the story itself, as well as the dialogue, facets of writing that will always have an impact. It's also just really nice when it does all come together, when even if it still doesn't sound exactly like it does in my head, it still comes out good enough, and I feel confident that it's doing what it needs to. Secondly, I thought to add the conversations as part of this podcast fairly last minute, as I knew it would be too high an ask for me to write, record, and edit a story every fortnight, but I also figured a month is a pretty long time between episodes. Since then, they've become one of my favourite parts of the show. I've always loved talking story anyway, but by creating the opportunity to go further into topics with people, I've been lucky enough to get to dig into their wonderful brains and find some true gems. And by letting my guests choose the topic each time, we've covered things I mightn't have thought to cover myself, which ended up being more engrossing and interesting for me personally. And so I want to take this opportunity to say a big, big thanks to all the guests who came onto the podcast this year. You're all beautiful. Thirdly, I also want to talk about just doing a thing. Like I said earlier, I'd had the thought to do this podcast and share some of my stories for years before finally actually committing to it. I'd even made the cover art a good year or more before releasing the first episode, which I would happily show to my friends as I told them my plans for the podcast, even though I hadn't started any of the actual process of making it yet. Finally, it took a noticeable drop in my writing output and the beginning of a new year for me to get my butt into gear. I wanted to force myself to do more of my own writing, 
and that podcast I'd been talking about for a while that would need a bunch of stories would definitely require that. And so I made a New Year's resolution for 2022 to launch the podcast and then set myself the hard deadline of the start of March to release the first three episodes. That did the trick. And here we are. I think for a lot of people, and maybe creatives in general, there is an obvious impulse to hold off on showing something to a wider public until it's perfect. Or worse, to hold off on even starting a thing until it's perfect in your mind. While I definitely understand the impulse, it's also ultimately self-defeating. Rather than ensuring that the thing will eventually be awesome, it's actually stopping it from ever existing. So I guess this is my appeal to you to just do the thing, whatever your thing is. It won't be perfect because nothing ever is, but you will have done it and it will exist. And that's pretty cool. This podcast is far from perfect, but I finally did the thing. And so it exists and I'm happy it does. So all this patting myself on the back does have a purpose, which is exactly what the name of this episode suggests, to review. I think the last step of any creative endeavor and especially writing is a final review. A going over of things from the viewpoint of it now being complete to analyze it and see what worked and where the flaws were so that next time you can do even better. And that's what I'm up to now, looking ahead to season two. But before I go into all that, I have one other thing I wanted to talk about. So a big part of me starting this podcast, apart from just the opportunities to share some of my stories, was as a way to keep pushing myself and learn more about writing. And by doing it in a public space, I hoped it would force me to not only keep hitting deadlines, but also make sure the work was of a good enough standard that I wouldn't feel too embarrassed or vulnerable by sharing it. I have to say, there is still an element of that, but I also expect there always will be. How could there not? And I think for the most part, it worked. I shared 11 of my stories this year, and one of my brother's, and by doing the afterthoughts, it meant I was also able to understand more about my own writing than ever before. I want to keep that learning going. It's one of my favorite parts of writing, that the learning never truly stops. There are always new ways to look at things, new discoveries to make, and of course, more ways to improve. It is an unending exercise, which can sound daunting, but in truth is a fact I'm grateful for, because as lame as it sounds, learning is fun, at least when it's a topic you're genuinely interested in. And I, of course, also hope it's aided in the learning of those of you listening along as well. Whether you've been writing for a while or have just started out or have never really written before, I think all of us have an interest in story and seeing behind the curtain a bit, to me at least, only increases that interest. So I truly hope some of you have picked up some stuff you didn't know before or got some new ideas or at the very least been inspired to do some writing of your own. So in the interest of that, I thought I'd give a quick lesson on an element of writing. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All this year, I've been teaching. I teach screenwriting at a university here in Melbourne, as well as teach creative writing to kids age 7 to 17. And it's really interesting teaching what are ultimately the same concepts to two very different groups of people, because while the depth of the teaching may be different, the core of the ideas is exactly the same. This can massively help my own understanding of the concepts I'm teaching, since as Einstein said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Often, in trying to simplify these concepts for my younger students, something clicks in my head and I feel like I get a deeper understanding of these concepts I've been familiar with for years. One such concept that I feel I've grown to understand better is a character's want, and how this element influences the structure and plot of a story. So firstly, let's define it. A character's want is something that a character, unsurprisingly, wants. It's usually something external to them, and of course, given that it's something they want, at the start of the story, it's something they don't have. It can be something big, like to save the world, or destroy it, or become the greatest musician, or rescue a kidnapped loved one, defeat the monster, whatever. Or it can be something small, to successfully buy a carton of milk, to read a book in the sun, to deliver someone a birthday present, to get a fly out of a room, to find a lost pen. The size of the want doesn't actually matter that much, but the depth of the want does. The character has to really want the thing, and have the strength of will to pursue it despite escalating obstacles. Now, I'm a big believer in character-driven stories, meaning that the story is delivered through the character, with their choices and actions, influenced by their want, driving the plot, rather than a plot taking place that happens to feature a few characters who are mostly getting taken along for the ride. By focusing on our characters, and specifically their wants, we can ensure the story is coming from them, rather than happening to them. So, to make sure this is happening all the way through a story, Let's look at how a character's want pairs with structure. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with three-act structure, where we have an inciting incident, which is the thing that kicks the story off. Then a first-act turn, where our characters enter a new world of some kind, be it a literal new world, a la Narnia, or just a new world to them, e.g. they start a new job. Then this heads towards the midpoint, which is the middle of our story, followed by the second-act turn, or worst point moment, which is pretty self-explanatory. And then finally, a resolution. So when we're structuring our plot, our characters want can, and I would argue should, drive each of these beats. So let's go through them again, and I'll explain how I think the characters want influences each major structural beat. The inciting incident, apart from kicking the story off, is also the moment where the character develops their want. So to use the kidnapping example, let's say the protagonist's brother gets kidnapped, which causes them to want to find and rescue them. So the inciting incident of their brother getting kidnapped creates a want in them to rescue their brother, which they didn't have before because previously their brother was happy and safe. However, sometimes the character may have wanted a thing for a while, like to become the greatest musician of all time. 
In these instances, something happens in the story which focuses that want down to a specific version of that. For example, they see a poster for an upcoming Battle of the Bands. So them seeing the poster is the inciting incident, and it creates the specific want to win the Battle of the Bands, which would satisfy their long-held want to be the greatest musician of all time. So, again, the inciting incident is where the character develops their want. The first act turn is when they first start actively pursuing that want. So for the kidnapping example, it could be when they leave home to head out on the trail of the kidnappers. That's the new world they're entering. They're on the road hunting down the kidnappers. For the musician, perhaps they're not actually part of a band yet, and so they might start a band, i.e. enter a new world where they're in a band, in order to eventually win the battle of the bands. They have taken the first major steps in pursuing their wants. The midpoint is a bit trickier, because there are a few different ways to look at it. But for me, when we're thinking about a character's want, it's when they achieve an initial or major part of that want. So for the kidnapping example, while their overarching want for the whole story is to rescue their brother, first they have to find them. And so this could happen at the midpoint, with the first half of the story being about tracking down where their brother is, and the second half actually rescuing them from the kidnappers. They have achieved their initial want. They have found their brother. For our musician, while their overarching want is to win the Battle of the Bands, they might have to first qualify for the competition. And so this could be the midpoint of that story. With the first half being about getting the band together and learning to play well enough that you make the qualifiers, and then the second half being about the actual competition of the battle itself. At the second act turn, also known as our worst point moment or dark night of the soul, the character should seem as far away from achieving their want as possible. So, for the kidnapping example, at this point the kidnappers might have discovered the protagonist attempting to free their brother, and then seemingly killed the brother as retribution. The protagonist's want was to rescue their brother, and instead, their brother is dead, so they are now as far away from achieving that want as possible. For the musician, perhaps their ego has caused a bunch of infighting, and now the band is broken up and they've had to pull out of the competition. So they've hit their worst point moment, and seem as far away from achieving their want as possible. This is usually followed by the glimmer of hope, where something happens that will mean the protagonist will be able to achieve their want after all. It could be the remembering of a forgotten clue, an epiphany at just the right time, or some other major twist of fate. For the kidnapping example, perhaps it turns out that the brother wasn't actually dead, just injured, and together the two of them were able to use the element of surprise to take the bad guys down. For the Battle of the Bands, perhaps the protagonist realised playing together was more fun than winning anyway, makes amends which the judge happens to overhear and allows them back into the competition which they win. Which brings us to the resolution, where we see the characters achieve their want. So, a couple of quick notes on all that. There are stories where the character actually gives up their initial want to instead satisfy the thing they need, and so that would affect the character's want in relationship to the plot a bit, mostly for that final act. Similarly, if the story is a tragedy, some of these points are actually reversed, but that's a conversation for another day. Either way, hopefully you can see that if you keep your character's want in mind as you plot your story, it will ensure that the plot is always coming from the pursuit of that want, which also ensures the character is driving the plot. Hopefully you also saw that my two examples were basically the movies Taken and School of Rock, but with a few tweaks. Alright, finally, let's talk about Season 2 of Short Tales. I am lucky enough to be heading overseas very soon to visit my brother, and in fact by the time this comes out, I'll already be over in Vienna giving him some cuddles. As I'm there for a month, and then have some very tight deadlines for some other work once I get back, I'm going to put Short Tales on a brief hiatus returning again in March when Season 2 will kick off. 
I'll be back with some more stories and more conversations, and I'm hoping to do a few other kinds of episodes as I go, perhaps including some more lesson essay type ones like this kind of was, if that's of interest to people. But while I'm away, I have some homework for us. As I said at the start of this episode, I want to provide an opportunity for other writers out there to have their story featured on Short Tales. And so that means it's time for the first Short Tales short story competition. So it's really simple. In a moment, I'll give a story prompt. And then once you've written a story based off of that prompt, you can just email it to me and then I'll choose a winner to feature on the podcast. And I'm even going to enter the competition myself, sort of. My first story for season two will be one I also write based off of this prompt. And then the winner will be the second story for the season to be released on the 1st of April. The word limit is a minimum of 2,000 words and a maximum of 8,000 words. So anywhere between those two is fine. Submissions will close on the 1st of March, so make sure you send them to me by then, which you can do by emailing shorttales.podcast at gmail.com with the subject heading Short Tales Short Story Competition. And lastly, it must be written to the prompt or it won't be considered. And I'll also include all of these details in the show notes. So here's the prompt. I'm going to give you a character detail, a subject, and a thing, and I want all of them to feature in your story in some way. So, for the character detail, I want to see an arrogant character in there somewhere. As for the subject, I want you to include something about streaming culture. And lastly, the thing is a star. It could be a literal star or just the shape of a star. Up to you. And that's it. I can't wait to see what you come up with. And finally, I just want to say how grateful I am to all of you for listening along with me this season. I really do appreciate it, and I hope you've enjoyed it even half as much as I have. Okay. As always, if you'd like to send me an email, you can write to me at shorttales.podcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at MiddayPajamas. And until next season, this has been Short Tales, and I've been Damien Robb. <laughs>